Secret trade deal threatens water? That and other stories for the week ending May 3rd, 2015. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. In 2011, the government of Quebec, Canada placed a moratorium on fracking because they concluded the process can contaminate drinking water, pollute the air, and cause earthquakes. About a year after Quebec's moratorium, a U.S. firm, Lone Pine Resources, sued Canada for $250 million under the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA. The suit claims that the Canadian government is responsible for taking away Lone Pine's right to drill for oil and gas under the St. Lawrence Seaway. This lawsuit is important because it shows how under trade agreements, corporations can recover money from governments when they pass regulations to protect human health and the environment, as Quebec had done. While the lawsuit was brought against Canada under NAFTA, the same type of provision is being proposed in the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement that is currently being pushed through the U.S. Congress. About 10 days ago, a committee of the U.S. Senate approved a fast-track process for TPP. Fast-track approval means that there will be very little debate over the details of the agreement by elected officials. The trade agreement has been negotiated in secret for years, mainly by representatives of business and government officials. It will cover most countries in the Pacific Rim, except China. TPP's provisions have been hidden from the American people, except for some leaked portions. The possible effects of TPP on efforts to protect waterways have raised the concern of many environmentalists, and among the most troubling aspects of the agreement are that it gives corporations the ability to sue governments, just like NAFTA did. The people of Nepal are facing a major water crisis after last week's devastating earthquake. Water taps aren't working, and in many places, water's not draining due to the buildup of debris. It is feared that the people in Nepal will resort to drinking unclean water, leading to the spread of disease. Many are living outside due to fears of more quakes, but their waste has to go somewhere and can get into other people's drinking water. Many Nepalese are relying on getting their water from tankers, but trucks are having difficulty getting to people because roads are blocked. The seriousness of this situation will likely worsen in the upcoming monsoon season as diseases such as diarrhea, measles, and cholera spread rapidly when people are living outdoors in heavy rains. The fight over water in California is tilting toward favoring industrial agriculture in the south at the expense of endangering wildlife in the north. The plan to conserve the delta, where the San Joaquin and Sacramento rivers meet, is being gutted. Last week, Governor Jerry Brown announced that the state is moving forward with building two proposed 30-mile tunnels that will carry water flowing south to farmlands of the Central Valley and to millions of homes in Southern California. Brown said the state will heavily cut the Bay Delta Restoration Project that would have protected 100,000 acres of fish and wildlife habitat. Instead of spending $8 billion it had once committed to restoring the Delta, the state will spend less than 4% of that figure. A spokesperson for the group Restore the Delta told the LA Times that this plan has now shifted from a proposal to protect 56 species and large habitats to a straight water grab. 
Every year, millions of people flock to the Grand Canyon in Arizona to see its sweeping views, hike its trails, or raft down the Colorado River. But if they're thirsty, they can't take a sip from the Colorado. The park lacks any water rights to the mighty river that runs right through it. To get water to growing numbers of visitors, the National Park Service back in 1965 constructed a pipeline from the north side of the canyon to the south. The 16-mile pipeline starts in Roaring Springs, just below the north rim, goes down the canyon, bypasses the river, and heads back up the south rim where most of the park's hotels and restaurants sit. But the pipeline is now over 50 years old and it breaks between 5 and 30 times each year. The cost to replace it will be at least $150 million, making it the most expensive project in the entire national park system. So if the Grand Canyon is in your summer vacation plans, fair warning, the drinking system may be shut down along corridor trails. Looking further downriver, if your summer travels include a stop to houseboat, fish, or water ski on Lake Mead, things may look a little different. This week, the water level in Lake Mead dropped to an all-time low, falling down to 140 feet below capacity as the prolonged drought continues to plague the Colorado River system. Lake Mead is drawing closer to the 1,075-foot level, below which officials would declare a water emergency and begin rationing allotments to Nevada and Arizona. finally this week, penguins. Well, penguin parenting, actually. Researchers working for a citizen science project called Penguin Watch have discovered that the Antarctic birds have a unique way of feathering their nests. They poop in them. Using time-lapse video, scientists observed that the Gen 2 colony penguins aggregated in large groups, leaving behind massive piles of dung. It appears the dark color of penguin poo absorbs heat faster than white snow around it, leaving a bare rocky surface perfect for nesting. And in other interesting adaptations, all penguins can desalinate their blood. They take in a lot of seawater as they eat other sea creatures. The birds have a gland just above their eyes that filters salt from their bloodstream. The salt is then excreted through their bills or by sneezing. Don't believe us? Google it, and you'll find more than 3,400 videos of sneezing penguins. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado Waterwise. Learn more coloradowaterwise.org. Penguins are so sensitive. Penguins are so sensitive. 